Hello everyone! Before we get today's episode going, I have a major announcement for you guys. I, yours truly, have opened a brand new merch shop! To be honest with you guys, I was personally not happy with spring, the experience, the quality of the clothing and stuff like that. After hearing so many good words from so many other people, I decided to bring everything from the spring shop over to Fourth Wall! Fourth Wall will now be the new home for the Postmodern Art Podcast Shop. You can go there today and see a wide range of incredible shirts that we've had up there before, such as the logo, the Pride Collection, as done by Eldritch Grandpa and Mine and Roll Tears, the wonderful retro design, as done by Roya Shahidi, uh, the incredible tag design, done by the incredible Aiden Art. And speaking of Aiden Art, thanks to him, we have two new designs that you can buy right now. The first being this cute little little sock where you can see a little 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 money bags on your on your ankle, little cute little adorable. Just look at the little thing. I I I, I love him. It, it's wonderful. But also, more importantly, if you guys pay attention to me on Twitter, a few months back I did a little contest and I did a little meme that was basically reminiscent of that classic Sonic pose of the Alone on a Friday Night thing. Uh, well, I decided to do my own version of that, which Aiden did. And now with this new shop, I decided, hey, let's slap that on a shirt. It looks absolutely incredible. All the shirts are using comfort color shirts, which are absolutely soft and amazing. I can attest to that after buying former guest Feral Starweaver's shirt. Um, I, I could not get enough of his shirt. He was telling me so many wonderful things about Fourth Wall. So many other people were talking about Fourth Wall. So I knew I just had to go there in order to sell my merch. You can go to the link down in the description below to find the link for that merch shop, or you can type post-modern-art-podcast-shop.fourthwall.com. You might want to go to that link in the description below. It's so much easier. And just to celebrate the brand new opening of the shop, if you use code NEWSHOP in checkout, you'll get an additional 10% off your order today. This deal will only be limited throughout the month of June. Sincerely, guys, this merch really does mean a lot to me. Uh, the artists that made this stuff did an absolutely sensational job, especially uh, the ones I listed before, and Tipsy J Hearts for providing, obviously, the OG Mr. Moneybags design. And it also means a lot to me to give back to both the community and to the artists as well, with half of the profits going back to the artists that made the merch in the first place, and then for all the ones in the Pride Collection, all the profits that I make from that will go directly to charities such as Lambda Literary and the Trans Lifeline. So any love and support that you can show with this podcast, any merch that you guys buy uh, to really help get the name out there more and to really help grow this community more, you'll know how much it would mean the world to me if you go to the merch shop today. Check the link in the description below or go to post-modern-art-podcast-shop.fourthwall.com. Just go to the link in the description below. It'll be so much easier. Welcome to the Postmodern Art Podcast, the podcast dedicated to giving artists who are wowing the world over the platform they deserve. I'm your host, Nathan Raglan, and you know, 
we've been doing this podcast for over 120 episodes at this point, and I think we all agree that it's been quite a trip. It's been, you know, similar to like life. As you may agree, life is like a highway. And with today's guest, they've certainly learned to ride it all night long. Today's guest is Professor Bees, an illustrator and webcomic artist with an affinity for possums, manga, and Disney and Pixar's cars. Do you get why I made the silly reference earlier? Yeah. Now, in all seriousness, uh, Bees was someone that Tipsy had introduced me to, and I instantly fell in love with her work, uh, especially the artwork that she's providing, a fantastic style that you guys need to take an opportunity to see not only past today's episode, but just any chance you can get. That being said, I'm going to go ahead and give a couple of heads up before you start today's episode. One thing I want to say is when we especially talk about the cars that she has an affinity of drawing, it does the conversation gets a little spicy, to say the least. Um, I try to keep it as PG as possible. Uh, and obviously we don't go into any graphic details, but if this is something that already right off the bat you just don't feel comfortable with, I completely understand. Um, nevertheless, I still say you should go show some support for Professor B's. Also, something else that I can't even fully control at this point, um, there's going to be a point partway through the episode to where you're going to hear a child just crying at the top of her lungs. Um, there's nothing I can do to control that. Uh, that was my sister's kids. I don't know what was going on at that point. Um, I try to give my guest ladies a heads warning about that, and that's why I'm giving you the audience a heads up about that. Um, I'm sorry if it distracts you from the conversation, but regardless of those two things possible, I sincerely think this is still a fun and fantastic conversation that you need to listen and enjoy today. If you do enjoy the conversation, make sure you support Bees with the links down in the description below. If you enjoy the podcast, make sure you like, share, subscribe, or follow whatever audio streaming platform you prefer. Leave five stars if you can. I see that stuff and you know how much I love it. If you want to go a little further with that support, maybe you should consider checking out our brand new merch shop on 4th Wall. We have imported all the incredible designs from Spring. We have brought forth some new incredible ones, including the I'm Not Kidding tee, uh, the little Mr. Moneybags on the socks, and the new Pansexual Pride t-shirt, uh, which would look wonderful on you today, sincerely. And look, if all you want is a calm, cool, casual place where you can meet other artists, maybe even get a chance to chat with some of the people that you've seen on this podcast, or just, you know, share memes and art and stuff, maybe we should consider joining our Discord server, The Artist Sanctuary. We've already developed an incredible group of people that I enjoy every single time they post something new in that server, uh, and I sincerely think you would be a wonderful addition to that server today. But now, without further ado... Please enjoy the Postmodern Art Podcast. I'll be honest, like I said, whenever I was first introduced to you by Tipsy, I'm like, oh, if their art style is cool, I'm sure once I do more research you know, on them, it'll be an uh, interesting conversation. And then I did more research, and it just leaves me with more questions than answers, but that doesn't, like, <laughs> that's, uh, I, but I also mean this in the nicest way possible, I love whatever you're doing. Like, what you're doing with the, the web comics and illustrations and stuff like that, I absolutely love it. I'll just be blunt. The car stuff has me asking questions, and I'm sure you'll be more than happy to answer them. Um. Oh, yeah, sure. <laughs> I might have answers, so we'll see how far we get. Yeah. 
Now, granted, I am going to try to to make this, like, the questions at the very least, like, PG-13, but, like, modern PG-13 to where it's just basically R. Because as much as I want to know more details, I also like money. I don't want this episode to get demonetized on YouTube. <laughs> oh, so no cuss words. I gotcha. Okay, no, no, no gotcha. you can cuss. I don't give a fuck about that. Like, that, 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 like, yeah. Okay, well then, shit. All right, dog. <laughs> yeah, cussing is fine. It's just how far in the details that we go is where I'm going to be like, okay, let's back away from that. Let's, let's, let's ease off of talking like that. <laughs> I gotcha. Yeah. Okay, bees. Before we really get going, I'm going to ask the icebreaker question of the podcast, if I may. Let's say you get to sure. go to a desert island on your own accord. It is just you, alone with your thoughts. You get to kick back, relax, breathe. Get to truly enjoy yourself for a little bit. With accommodations, you're not stranded on this island. It's a, it's more or less like a resort, a vacation. Just like you're getting away from everything for a little bit. Okay, that's a big sandal right there. Because if we were just to stop right there, I would go and insane. It would, it would not. <laughs> I don't it's more like castaway anything else. No, it's not. It's not a castaway thing. It's just one of those like it, your your own private island. You know. Um, okay. To, but to help make sure you don't go in completely insane just being on this little place by yourself, you could bring one piece of media or one piece of art with you to help with whatever kind of headspace you want on this island. If given this opportunity, what would that one piece be? One piece? Mm. It would be exactly that. I am just okay. started watching One Piece, I think, and that would probably be long enough for me. To, like, depending on how long I'm stuck there, uh, that would be probably a good way to... Um, you know, kill time. Fair enough. I would say to be, it's hilarious because by the time at the time that we're recording this, the episode that I just premiered, the guest that I had on Feral, he has said the same exact thing, saying that he would bring on One Piece. Wow. <laughs> but I, I mean, dang, I take that back then. That's not original at all. <laughs> no, no, no. I, it doesn't matter if it's original or not. I'm just curious, like for you, like because you know, for those who have. Uh, may not know ahead of time like you're a big advocate when it comes to anime and manga and such so why did it take you so long to actually get onto one piece in the first place dude because i have the intention span of like a fruit fly i if it's more than 50 episodes i'm like i'm i'm i think it's just with age also if this okay. was if i got onto that kind of stuff when i was younger and had more time to kill i would probably be on that but mm -hmm. it was never on the t uh, tv when i was in front of it so it just n never the right place right time and now with everything streaming and wise right at you and you like i've already hit that stream where you watch the same thing over and over and over again to where it's like okay we can finally take a break let's start with something different so one piece just happened to be on my to, to watch list and so i just started on that not too long ago oh there you go there you go Usually I was going to say, um, and uh, to answer a previous thing that you mentioned, or whatnot, uh, you're on this island as long as you want. So if you need to take all the time in the world just to finish up that series and really get fully engulfed with it, yeah, no, you have the time for it. Do not worry about that. <laughs> nice. So, but nevertheless, One Piece, that is your answer. You're locking that in. Mm, no, I, I take that back also. <laughs> uh... Okay. After after that whole spiel, uh, no, actually, I think what I would honestly take back just because I, I like the the funny gags and memes. So like anything that people play on is like oh and like kind of a improv sort of thing. Okay. Um. Yeah. No. For for real though, the one thing I think I would take with me is um uh, this. Uh, I don't know if you've ever heard of this series, uh, Hawk Song. Hawk Song. The name. I feel like I've heard that in passing with my group of friends, but I do not know what it is. I would not 
blame you if you've never heard of it. It was kind of an early 2000s book, and it didn't get enough, like, talk, I think. It's like uh, Animorphs and Warrior Cats, I think. This is a kind of a sci-fi series that has a very, very small... And even as time has passed, I haven't had any, like, seen anybody talk about it. Okay. Interesting. It was just a... It's a very, like, it hit me at the exact right time, and exactly uh, it fit all my affinities for, like, you know, Romeo and Juliet sort of stories, like, enemies to lovers. Oh, okay. That's an interesting little dynamic with it. Yeah, but it has, like, it does have, like, along with the Animorph bits, like, there's, it's like a kingdom of hawk people and a kingdom of cobra people, and the king and queen have to marry sort of thing. So it's just a little different. Okay, yeah, that does sound like unique more than anything else. I mean, like, like you said, I, I, like you know, people know about like the animorphs or you know, warrior cats and stuff like that. But essentially, like having that like Romeo and Juliet thing, but with obviously like species that are known to be fierce towards one another as more or less the basis of it. That is an intriguing dynamic that I can see you why you would be interested in seeing that play out. Mm-hmm. But. Uh, if that's the case, nevertheless, Hawk Song, that is your real answer. You're locking that in. Yes, I am. I'm locking that in for real this time. Then if that's the case, I cannot think of a better way to start the Postmodern Art Podcast. Welcome, everyone. I am your host, Nathan Ragland. Uh, feel free to like, share, subscribe, or follow whatever audio streaming platform you prefer. Uh, you can support the podcast on Patreon. Go to patreon.com slash PMAP for as little as $1 a month. And follow us on Twitter and Instagram at PostModArtPod for future updates and guest announcements, including today's guest. <clears throat> she is an illustrator and webcomic artist with an affinity for possums, cars, and manga. Welcome to the podcast, A.O. Possum, a.k.a. Professor Bees. Hello. Once again, how goes it? <laughs> it? It goes well. It does go well. How about yourself? How does it go? Ah, uh, it, it goes to some affinity it doesn't stop <laughs> it just keeps coming no I, I i tend to notice that as i was definitely looking through stuff that like that what i talked about was probably the tip of the iceberg when it comes to some of the affinities that you have but i feel like with those that would be leading to a good conversation that we can have about the incredible art that you produce but before we really divulge to the art that you're making nowadays i want to go back just a little bit and learn more or less the origin story of ao possum professor bees however you want to be addressed what got you interested? We can go either or. Either or. That I love that. I love the possibilities right there. But nevertheless, I want to know the origin story. What got you interested in art in the first place? Art in the first place. I have been drawing pretty much since the I can remember. Okay. Like it was a. It's a very early on memory. Okay. Do you remember some of the first stuff that like was the instant things that you wanted to that that you drew in the first place? I think it starts with how everybody starts, just like shapes and just things around me or stories that are told. So apparently one story that um, I think in preschool that my mom told me that happened was that I never like stopped doing what I started doing. So if, you know, with kids, it's like, okay, you start from one subject to another or another activity and I would throw fits to like, to change i wouldn't want to change like if if we were saying like doing recess i wouldn't want to come back in well who what kid doesn't want to come back but then i would be <laughs> like so like stuck in my ways like i i'm in creating these worlds like i'm doing these like things with my little pieces or whatever so there was a story where we were going from drawing or 
you know, center time to reading time. And I didn't want to do reading time. I didn't want to sit with the rest of the kids. I wanted to stay on the table and keep drawing what I was drawing. And my teacher had sent home a note with my, to my mother that said, Hey, like she was going to get in trouble when I told her we had to sit down and read, but it turns out she had drawn like all the characters. It was a story about a family of ducks. I think it was make way for ducklings. And like, I wasn't, watching her like show off the book like you would to a group of preschoolers but i had drawn like a family of ducks like in my own like just from listening to her talk about it i i had drawn a picture about it and that was sent home with the note that was sent to my mom so so basically like instead of actually going over and paying attention to the story you had kept drawing and your drawing was basically translating what the teacher was what the story that uh they were teaching or that they were showing right yeah, that is awesome. That is incredible to hear more than anything else. Like I, I can see how the instant thing is trouble, but then like obviously seeing that like, no, you, you're still comprehending what's going on, and in fact, creatively like putting it into a, your own media. That is that. I'm sorry, right off the bat, that is cool. That is incredible. Um, that is a different story. I've never heard anything kind of like that. <laughs> but that kind of sets the precinct of how it, this is going to carry on for the rest of my life, I think. I mean, that's fair. That's fair. So I have to know, like, obviously the, the creativity was there, like, in the forefront. When did it go from, like, a general love for art and such to a passion and potentially making it your career? Um, I think a few years later, whenever... I think we were, I was watching a Disney movie or something. And before we had DVDs, there would be like little previews beforehand, like, Hey, stay after the movie and we'll show you behind the scenes of how this was made. And then, uh, I think it was like, they were working on the Lion King. It was behind the scenes of the, the pre-production before then. And they had like all those guys like surrounded by these storyboards and like each little storyboard, you know, they showed a whole wall of it. And it's like, Oh wait, that's a scene like in that part. Like what? Like that was like starting to be like the, you know, the, the incubating process of like, wait, like people like start drawing like these stuff. And then it grows into like movies and there's like teams of people that put this together. And that was just like, amazing to comprehend like at six or eight years old like when you're so little yeah no especially 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 at that age just like seeing that stuff because i mean obviously anyone could like sit down and watch a movie but it's it really interesting i was also one of those kids as well growing up like you know whenever we got like a dvd i'd be more interested in seeing the the bonus features and like the behind the scenes stuff more than actually watching the movie itself Yeah, The Incredibles especially had that with, like, all the Easter egg stuff, like, right when DVDs were a thing, too, and it's like, what are Easter eggs? Show me more. I want to watch that more than I want to watch the movie. Right? (laughs) (laughs) Oh, goodness. Like, it's especially, like, when, when, like, especially around that time when it was, like, that, you know, early 2000s, like, the, the way that those DVDs could be, like, really creative and really keep, like, even a kid's attention more than anything else with some of the cool bonus stuff that they would have. Did you see the one, uh, Three Incredibles, where they're like, we don't know if this is going to pan out. Like, our our executive producer has come up with the whole, like, the sock pu- the whole movie in Sock Puppet, and they made, like, different colors of shades of characters for I, The Incredibles I, movie. I don't remember seeing that one. No, that sounds incredible. What? Yeah, there's apparently a little tiny short of, like, just scenes from The Incredibles, but it's done in all entirely of Sock Puppets. 
and oh. like googly eyed little thing is the goofiest thing ever, and I love it. <laughs> I gotta find that after we get done with this conversation. <laughs> that, Do it. That, that sounds awesome. So okay, so especially even at that young of an age, you knew that you wanted to get invested when it comes to art, especially seeing kind of behind the scenes stuff. So I'm also curious, where along this timeline do we start to develop that love for you know manga, anime, comics, just in general? Where did that love start to to grow alongside that? Okay, so I want to say that was a little bit after. So we're following the timeline here. There was a Walden Books at my mall, and mm-hmm. that's where I think I first came across manga. And at the ripe age of 11 years old, I picked up Chobits. Okay. Um, that's definitely not meant for kids, just in context, <laughs> if anyone doesn't know what Chobits is. Just, like, the first chapter alone is like, oh, I am learning things I probably should not be right now. Mm. Understandable. <laughs> but it didn't stop me from coming back and, like, picking up something else from there from the bookshelves right right and i can only imagine especially with how incredible those worlds can be in in mangas and such like why you want to like keep going back and keep wanting to invest more in some of that can you think of some of like the the first uh manga series and such that like truly grasped your your imagination oh i don't know if pokemon counts but i'm gonna it was made in japan so that's usually my go-to i I usually count it as it's as as one of the first ones that's how a lot of people got interested in in the first place so why not oh yeah there's also like you know Yu-Gi-Oh. i think i wasn't as into i was more into the creatures and if the story didn't involve the creatures in some sense the Yu-Gi-Oh was more for like you know just the art of the game or the duel and it's like not the the monsters themselves didn't have character to them so i wasn't drawn to that but pokemon and digimon were definitely the the top two that like really hooked me it's like wow all these worlds and it's so different from other cartoons that i've watched in the past so that just like opened the door for me i think i imagine Um, i'm sorry you go ahead (laughs) oh no no go ahead I was gonna say, I imagine I'll probably also like open the door not just to, to manga, but just like general like literature and like just comics in general, like what they could potentially offer even outside of what Japan had to offer. Oh sure. Um, uh, but no, so you go ahead. <laughs> I was about to say like following the train of like stuff I shouldn't have been reading. I think immediately from Chobits, I picked up Marmalade Boy and that is like one of the tropiest little things of like a slice of life slash romance manga is. Mm, I don't know if you're familiar, but I, it's I'm not uh, familiar, but just you describing tropiest romance, I can only imagine what it could entail. Oh, <laughs> uh, you know, the side character's friend is in love with a teacher and they're both in high school and the main characters I think are half brothers and sisters, but at the very last volume you find out they're not, so it's just a uh, mm, Something I shouldn't have been reading again at 11 years old to, <laughs> yeah. to really set the building blocks. Huh. If only there was like some sort of label or some sort of warning to let people know, hey, kids of this age probably shouldn't be reading this. Huh. What could that possibly be? Oh, well. Oh, uh, you have no idea. <laughs> like I work at a bookstore now and there's just so many adults that like hand me books. It's like, okay, my daughter wants to check this out. And like, mm, have you read the back of this that shows what this is rated? Because it's like, you know, a movie or a video game where it's like – how old? Yeah. Is, is your daughter that's asking for this? <laughs> I feel like I said this. Well, I mean, like, because I, I imagine it's probably, like, people probably, especially adults, 
parents, I should say. Parents probably look at, like, manga and stuff like that the same way that parents would look at, like, animation stuff. Oh, it's that cheesy kid stuff that they're going to enjoy. Yeah, it's anime. Go ahead and watch this. And then they realize what's involved with it and be like, how dare you subject our kids to this? Like, no. If you take it's like, the, if you take use the, your eyes. I don't know what to tell you. If you take the, the time to take more than two seconds just to look at colorful things and realize the context of it, maybe you could be a little better about it. Just saying. Oh. It shouldn't look like that if it's going to attract children. It's like, maybe don't look at it, I guess. I don't know what to tell you. There's Stuff can be look like that and be more geared for adults. Yeah, exactly. Like, <laughs> Heck, some of the stuff is engineered to look like kids' stuff, to parody the kids' stuff for adults. I mean, that that's the point of it. <laughs> I know. What is art if not, like, you know, everybody's, like, it's not just your interpretation. It can be a whole mess of stuff you know exactly exactly Books can be deceiving <laughs> and i'm so glad you brought up a point that i did want to bring up eventually but like i seeing how much of a love you probably had for manga and in you know all this kind of stuff i seeing how you are now uh running uh, you know help working for a book uh, bookstore and such it has to be like almost like a full circle moment to be like you know like be working in there and like possibly influencing like the next group of people to be like hey this book is actually really cool you should definitely check it out or something along the lines of that oh absolutely anytime i like some people like it's a, you only get a small window to talk to people mm-hmm. most of the time and some people are a little bit like especially when you go into the manga aisles people are always like the, you know that whole stick where people don't want to talk about it because it's either ooh, like i shouldn't be here or people are gonna make fun of me or you know just that sort of thing. So it's always funny for me to just show up and be like, is there anything I can help you find? Like, is there a volume you're missing? And they're like, or do you know what I'm like, you know, that's like, it's going above and beyond that kind of impresses people. I think where it's like, do you know, like, what do you know? Exactly. Exactly. So I, I mean, I can only imagine like, especially like, <laughs> like, being that more or less like the first step for someone to go from just like, you know, breaking this kind of like taboo of like, should I be able to even read this? Like, oh, okay, this person knows what they're talking about. Oh, this is interesting. And like having them more or less like start that like creative path themselves. Like, again, that's to be like at least a little bit fulfilling at a job like this. Oh, recommending is my favorite. It's like, hey, like, do you like need help like finding something that's kind of like what you're looking for? Like, I don't know if we have this, but here's something else that might be kind of up your alley. That's always my favorite part. There you go. There you go. So I'm wondering how many people would actually take the opportunity to listen to a possum, which leads to another question that I have to ask. Now, obviously, you know, it, it, it like I, I partially bring that because like you said, like recommending people books and stuff like that. It immediately makes me think of the little like web comics you would draw of yourself recommending books to people and like, <laughs> and like their reactions to, to some of it, whether it be at the store that you work at or not. Um, <laughs> seeing the like eight different titles of something as you're recommending someone. But I have to ask, like, as you draw yourself, you draw yourself as a possum. What is your affinity to possums? If I may ask. I'm white trash. <laughs> First of all, you know, I understand. We'll have a good day. <laughs> and cut. <laughs> no, but you. So you said first off, you're white trash. Is there more to it? <laughs> you know, I, for the sake of the podcast, I'll. I can. I can make something up. Um, but honestly, not really. Okay. Uh, I think I started liking them, like. Man, when I was like a teenager, I wanted to be edgy, and my 
uh, I think first of all, I really, really, really loved ring-tailed lemurs. I still have some like webkins of, of some of them and okay. other just like any plushes you could grab of because those are like kind of weird creatures, right? You don't mm-hmm. really think of that as like someone's favorite animal. They're very, very niche. But as I grew older, I just thought like, man, I'm just not vibing with the lemur anymore. I think some point in like 2018 is when I built my first puppet possum because I think I was online looking at like just plushes of possums like I think I really want to like get into that but I'm not seeing any that look just like them they're either too like derpy or they look like the pet ones where they're round and kind of goofy looking so I built my first one out of like foam and fake fur and uh I think I used a a hand-me-down pillow and fishing lure for like whiskers and plastic eyes doll's eyes and I built my first possum puppet and that was like just what I played with. And I tricked my parents with it all the time. Like there's a possum out in the trash or whatever. And it would be the <laughs> fake one. But then there was one time where it actually was a real possum. And my mom was like this close to picking it up without realizing that wasn't my pot, my pot, uh, puppet. <laughs> oh my, how the turns have tabled. Um, <laughs> exactly. No, that that sounds hilarious, and I can instantly get the. Uh, <laughs> as someone that is raised from the south as well, I can understand the white trash aspect. So I I get that. Um, <laughs> mm-hmm. So, uh, going back to like the 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 comics and stuff like that, like obviously seeing how you have like a good strong love for art and you know manga and stuff like that. I'm wondering where along that path did you slowly discover the possibility of web comics? When did that start to become like a part of your life? That was in high school, I think, like sometime after manga. Okay. Like once I moved on from Neopets and RuneScape, uh, I think some of my first web comics I was recommended to from my high school boyfriend. Okay. He sent me a lot of links for uh, like questionablecontent.net and uh, there was a bunch of video game ones that were also pretty trendy at the time. And so that was like my the first glimpse of that. Okay. Okay. You know, it's a good start. I mean, everyone's got to start somewhere more than anything else. Do you remember, like, was, was there any particular web comic that like, even after like the first introduction, just kind of like amazed you that, wow, this is something that looks like would be like professional yet. It's just being released online. Uh, there was a video game one that was like, it looked very clean and very professionally done. Mm-hmm. I can't remember off the top of my head. Exactly. Suddenly, like after that, just blank, poof, it's gone. Um, but they did a video game based one like every week, and so every character you is kind of like Smash Brothers, okay. where it's like it might be your favorite character, it might be not as much, but they would do like a funny goof or gag with them, or like a whole like group with them together, okay. and they would have also their own insert character at points, which looked like a brunette. A uh, fe- female presenting person, so it's like, hey, that's kind of like me. I'm that suddenly I'm the character in that video game <laughs> webcomic. So that one really hit close to home for me. It just proves that, especially when it comes to 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 white the female white female presenting uh, persons, representation matters, people. Um, <laughs> no, but that's that's it's a good. Uh, once again, it's a good foundation for this kind of stuff. So when do they go from, again, just a general love, like discovering this kind of stuff to realizing, hey, maybe this is something I can do? Mm, I 
think I did some of my own goofy stuff with the ringtail lemur stuff mm-hmm. uh, in 2008. So I was about 16 or 17. Okay. I, had, I was part of a like a role playing group for Pokemon characters and stuff. Okay. Uh, it was a Pokemon. You know the like, you know the video game series Pokemon Mystery Dungeon. Yes, I do. It was a role playing group that had to do with that. Okay. Okay. That's actually really cool hearing hearing that aspect. Was there a was there a particular Pokemon that you represented for yourself for that series? <laughs> I was the Guildmaster Venusaur character. Okay. okay. He was a very goofy character with like kind of a dark past, but on the outside he's presenting, you know, happy, aloof, carefree, everybody's dad. <laughs> no, that's awesome. That's incredible to hear that, that was more or less like the the basis of the foundation and such. And like, was this something that was this something that like because I, I hear role play, so I'm thinking, like, was this something that was played out previously and then you turned around and, like, made it into a webcomic, or is this, like, a collaborative effort? It was more of a collaborative effort, but okay. it was drawn, it was a, it was a, like, a drawing board. So you would draw your posts, oh. that shows, like, the how the story's going to go, and then in the comments you could also draw your actions or ca- other characters could also, like, join in sort of stuff. It was a very, like, a uh, Tagaki E was the name of the site okay of the archive now since it's no longer running but sometimes it's very nostalgic to like see how just how bad i drew back then <laughs> with like a very basic tablet but hey, and what? sometimes even a mouse pad, like it was rough you know once again i said it before and i'll say it again everyone has to start somewhere right even if it's as simple as just try, trying to, to navigate your mouse or whatnot that's or even just using the the dinky mouse pad or whatnot again everyone has to start humble somewhere. beginnings humble beginnings mm-hmm. but, I'm, I'm, but at the time it doesn't feel like that it's just like this is the best thing i have now and there's no <laughs> way i can like top this afterwards in the moment, yes, but but obviously, again, you definitely look back. You're like, oh my goodness, yeah, I did draw like that, didn't I? Um, <laughs> yeah. But you know, it's cool to know that obviously that, like I said, like that foundation for wanting to create like a webcomic and such, like was really based like back then. So when did so I'll, let's continue further down that timeline. When did it go from a general, you know, uh, doing this little like collaborative effort webcomic to wanting to do your own webcomic? Oh, that was a little bit later on. I think that was after college because I just goofed around most of the time. I didn't do as much art around then. Like, it was kind of more uh, people I was dating at the time, and I would do funny little drawings based on that or something to make them laugh, you know, something okay. to make them happy. Um, About the time, 2016... I think is when I came across a webcomic long exposure. Okay. By Marzoid. Um, that was like a, like something clicked for me. It's like, Oh, like you could see, I could go on to their blog and I could see what their inspirations were and how like strongly knit it was with their style and their, um, like the evolution of the characters and the style, it was just magical. And I had to tell everybody about it in my circles. Like, Hey, have you read long exposure? Hey, have you read long exposure? I need to tell you like, stop stranger <laughs> on the street. I need to tell you, I think you would like this, please. <laughs> Look, I'm the same way with, with my hyper fixations as well. So I get that vibe. <laughs> 
And I would have to like buy everything just as like the port. I was like, they're, they have shirts now. They have pins. Like I'll eat that up. I was going to say again, do you see, do you see my wall? I, <laughs> I, I agree with hyperfixations and more or less supporting artists. Especially oh, I get you. Yeah. <laughs> no. So that's awesome. I'm glad to know that like that, almost like revitalizing resurgence to actually like be invested in this kind of stuff. It's always cool to have that like spark of inspiration and like really get back onto something that, you know, either you previously had or like, were even vaguely curious about in the, in the past. And again, I can imagine, you know, the exposure to long exposure eventually led to you creating your own web comics. And let's, let's start with your first one, or at least the one, the first one that I found and you can correct me if I'm wrong my kiwi crush now i'm curious on how this one even came to be in the first place for those who are even curious what i'm even talking about in the first place how would you describe my kiwi crush i would describe it as a it's kind of cliche like a coming of age story but also like a fish out of town like those kind of tropes um and there's werewolves in it i don't know i don't know how to follow that up like (laughs) <laughs> just like that you know sometimes what? it's like oh like some of the tropey stuff da 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 but but werewolf yeah but but like, but werewolf <laughs> mm-hmm. now i will say i i don't think i've even gotten to the werewolf part yet i did read a good chunk of it i think i got at least like halfway through i haven't drawn it yet there's that's just what's coming though i have drawn oh. like some conceptual of it but i don't think it's on it's a, it's a, i think it's hidden in my art tumblr somewhere but as far as the comic page though it's not it hasn't hit that part yet right because it's still it's still an ongoing series and such but even then like i just gotta say like right off the bat even just like the the first exposure to her or whatnot i instantly fell in love with it i love the characters that you've developed for it and such having like the the character dynamics alone and like even to the part that i've read up to or whatnot just that that uh, that wonderful friendship that the two main characters just seem to share oh so strongly. You know what I'm talking about. <laughs> mm-hmm. No, I I think we all know it's eventually coming. But nevertheless, like again, I have to ask, what inspired you to to tell this story in the first place? Um, well, I think most of it was tied to long exposure. That one okay. also is a kind of a like high schoolers. It's more of a enemies to lovers. Sort of, sort of story, but with superpowers. Mm-hmm. Uh, a bully and a nerd are forced to work together for a, a high school project and then come across a secret lab and are dunked with radioactive juice. They be, they have powers, and then they also fall in love. Hijinks ensues. So I kind of wanted to tell a different story, like different high schools at the time, because I think I was just out of college at that point. Okay. And I was like, uh, like what's a story I haven't seen before, like growing up, but what's a story I would have want to see? Like, cause I was more or less like I was, I was homeschooled for the, like, uh, from fifth grade to I think freshman year of college. So a big chunk of my high school experience was felt very, deprived versus like what I see uh, in media okay. so I wanted to tell a story more of like the main character also coming from that walk of life where it's like he's kind of sheltered kind of a weirdo has really like fixed uh, hyper fixations and special interests that most people would think are kind of weird like his brother at the point um lost my train of thought here uh what can <laughs> What inspired me? Uh, I just wanted to. They tell you to write what you know, and I pretty much told like I was trying to tell my story, kind of. Okay. 
with with the main character. And also, I have been I've lived in New Zealand for about okay. a year or two. And that kind of like was also a little bit different. Like I don't see enough of just like regular news. Like I know, like the the industry uses it as like their great landscapes and and their web of workshops and sci-fi stories like they they utilize it so much but not enough kind of like slice of life stuff so i wanted to see something like that right right and that was actually, well. that was also gonna be like the the follow-up question i was gonna ask of why you chose to have the the main character make his way all the way to, to new zealand but seeing obviously that that's your story that was the thing that you knew best uh having that kind of like obviously fish out of water, like going to a completely different country on literally the complete opposite side of the globe. Like I can understand how I can see how you wanted to make that connection and make it more of like a, a, a true story that you could, a, a true or ish story that you could tell. Obviously I don't know how true the werewolf part is, but again, don't, you know, correct me if I'm wrong. Um, <laughs> but like I, I absolutely like I said, I love the art that you're presenting for this. I love the character dynamics that you've been presenting so far and such. Um, me personally, my favorite part that I've at least gotten to was I believe the first time that the main character got on the motorcycles. Callie got on the motorcycles and was like scared, and then one of them's like, "Hey, open your eyes!" And it transitioned from the black and white you've been using to the 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 colors showcasing the beautiful countryside and such. Like that was a beautiful touch that you did right there. Oh, thanks. I think uh, I think I also stole that little bit from Long Exposure. There would be moments where it, it would be all black and white, but then all of a sudden, all the like the hard hitting emotional parts were done in color, and it's like yoink! I'm gonna take that concept. It's uh, doesn't belong to anybody, but it's mine now for this for this huge theme where it's like these two characters are total opposite and ends but then once like whenever they're together and they do something magical it's just there's a spurt of color and it's like a core memory unlocked sort of deal i mean it, it was done wonderfully uh with what you had done i have to know like so far obviously like i said this is a webcomic still in development but what has been your favorite part of this comic so far i love drawing thomas <laughs> Like I, I'm right now. I'm working on a, a. I think the current chapter right now is a flashback. Okay. Chapter, so I have to draw him young, right? I have been stuck on that chapter for like a year and a half, and okay. I drew a picture of like current Thomas for his birthday. His birthday is uh, like I gave characters all my characters' birthdays, so I could like kind of right. remember like, oh yeah, them. I could like. Maybe draw something to commemorate them by. His birthday is September 21st, so anytime I hear the Earth, Wind, and Fire song, it's like, do you remember? <laughs> it's like, I have to draw my son. Where is it? Where's the piece of paper? <laughs> and then I drew him, and it was like seeing an old friend again. It's like, oh my gosh, I haven't drawn you in forever. Yeah, I can only imagine. <laughs> I'm just going to wait for this chapter to be over so I can get back to drawing y'all. <laughs> I just gotta say, I can't imagine for most people they hear that song and they think it's nice, cheery. Do you remember? For you, it's like, do you remember the 21st night of September? It's his birthday. Did you remember you to draw your son? <laughs> Please don't forget. <laughs> oh, goodness. And, like, again, like uh, like you've established, obviously, you've been working at this for a while now. But I have to know that, like, especially for those that want to catch up and, like, see where they are at this point what should people expect at least, you know, short term or long term when it comes to my Kiwi crush? So I 
my process, I think, was I was trying to see just what every looks like that all my thoughts suddenly. This is why the name Professor Bees came into town because, oh, really? like, I would have all my thoughts just buzzing around and it wouldn't escape my mouth fast enough. I think I oh. just needed something like a funny little name to just encapsulate that. So Professor sounds smart, but Bees is like, huh? What's what's the story with that? It's just like it's a droning sound. It's a <laughs> like just all these thoughts are just flying all over the place i i i did not understand why you named yourself that by explaining that you do not understand how much i relate to that so much like your mind just has like a million different things going and then it just like you try to come out and it's verbal just blah, blah, blah. it's board vomit it's like <laughs> i can't type this enough like i can't type it fast enough i can't speak it i'm just stuck in this hive hive mind right here of my brain especially like okay i'll say this going back to the podcast recently i have been doing like shorts and stuff for the the youtube channel and one of the things i've noticed mm-hmm. recently is that whenever i have like my question in head but i cannot like verbally uh spit it out essentially I notice that I have filler words in there, and especially whenever I'm trying to subtitle stuff, every time I see like or and whatnot, irritates the living fuck out of me. <laughs> oh my gosh! <laughs> because again, I imagine filler so. words. <laughs> but but back to the initial question before we had the 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 verbal vomit, you know, sidetrack real quickly. Again, I, should... I immediately forgot what the question was. <laughs> no, that's why I'm going to repeat it. Um, <laughs> What should people expect from my Kiwi crush? So, I have already written out the whole story. The okay. story has been written. I have like revised it over and over again. I like I tried looking up like how other people write it, and that's sort of the process. Is like you don't want to. You never okay for people that are wanting to start the web comics. Start with a short story, please. Yep. Like, I'm starting, I think this whole story is going to be about 10 to 12 chapters long. Pick something a little smaller, maybe six or five, five or six chapters at the most. And, say, or maybe just do uh, a one shot. Just, just a one shot chapter. Do like Slice of Life stuff. Yeah. Even yeah. then, that is fine. You can post whatever and you can call that a webcomic. Exactly. I've told that to like all my friends that are starting on that. It's like, well, if you want to start with like a huge story, maybe like just wrestle with it for a good year and see what what parts you like write it down and then like kind of take the pages out and reassemble like what can go here and what can be torn out and what can maybe be added on later just like to to work on later um what to expect you expect the werewolf to come there's been hints like with full moons and stuff it's like oh you definitely know that's gonna be and like oh he doesn't like certain foods well that's something a werewolf wouldn't like to eat and then even the name of one of the characters is a nod to the first werewolf in mm. Hollywood cinema. Um, so it's, it's not, it's very, very subtle. I, I don't imagine most people will catch it, but it's kind of a nod to that. And the werewolf's going to come and it's going to have a happy ending. And there's going to be a lot of smooching. I can't wait to draw it. <laughs> so everybody, please, please comment and, and say you like it so that I can be like, I have the willpower to draw it because sometimes it's hard. No, trust me, I get that. When, I, I was I was gonna say like even then you talking about like hey the werewolf will come. Thinking back to what I've read so far, I see I see you sprinkling the hints in, especially like towards the tail end of the first chapter. I see the little hints that you're you're, you're getting at. I'm not that. writing a mystery. I'm right. Like it's all on the wall. It's it's coming. I promise. <laughs> 
I'm not a great writer. I just write, like, this is kind of, like, the story it's going to follow. I want to have a lot of fun characters to hang out with on the way. Just, it's going to have, it's going to be a good time. I, I could, I can certainly hope it's a good time, uh, especially whenever you're developing this webcomic. But, you know, I also see that, obviously, this isn't the only webcomic. And, look, Bees, I have been, I have been nice long enough. But uh-huh. I, 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 I have to address the elephant in the room. <laughs> you have another webcomic out there. And that webcomic, I sure do. And that webcomic focuses on a certain group of characters. Um, and if people listen to the intro, I mentioned that you're a fan of cars. Not just any cars. Disney and Pixar's cars. But in a very Not cars. <laughs> but in a very special way. So I, I'll start by asking the basic question. What is it about mm-hmm. Disney and Pixar's cars that just intrigues you in the first place? Why the fuck out of all the stuff ever, why is it cars? Why does it have to be cars? <laughs> this, is a, this is a question that people want to know. Why the fuck did you choose the cars? <laughs> well, dear listener, worry not. I'll tell you exactly the whole story. Okay. So, so back in 2020, you know, everybody was having kind of a bad time. And just, so was I. Yeah, so just, just, just a little. I can only imagine, you know, the, uh, a certain event going on in the world that kind of had people just a little stir crazy. Oh, dear listener, that was that was just the tip of the iceberg. Mm-hmm. I, on the other hand, in my little corner of the world, I was going through whiplash after whiplash of just people dying around me that I mm-hmm. I loved, and some people that weren't dead but just wanted to cut off relations to me i see that i didn't want them to be cut off that just broke my little heart and i was kind of in a spiral where it's like i don't want to draw anymore all my dreams are dead nothing's gonna be safe in the world ever again give up on my dreams everything is falling everything is just you know there's no point um you know just real real bad times and uh i think I have no idea what the initial start of it was. I think maybe I've seen someone else drawing a human Lightning McQueen. You know the concept of Jajinkas and stuff where people take... You go ahead. Oh, I was about to say, if one of us doesn't explain it, it's the the art of like taking a character that doesn't have an anthropomorphized form and giving it that... So with my... That that had roots with my Pokemon Mystery Dungeon. Right. Role-playing group. Uh, I, I've left uh, the part where it was uh, anthropomorphized. We took oh. Pokemon and we drew them as human. Okay. I was going to say, it's funny enough, it would not be the first time on this podcast that we have had human Pokemon. I had um, the artist Southpaws a while back. And, like, if you know her, one of her, like, drawings is, like, the, the, the anthropomorphized, like, Butterfree and, like, some of the Pokemon that she has drawn and such, which is absolutely stunning. Mm-hmm. So I absolutely. Can, so, so okay. So that that's where at least like the human concept gets uh gets its roots from. But again, we're we still haven't fully addressed the cars the cars in the room. Well, as you know, cars is about cars. Right. Who drives them? No one knows. You know how I figured it out. I made humans that. Are anthropomorphized versions of said cars. Mm-hmm. Um, so I took our our sweet little Owen Wilson boy and just like 
molded him. I just absolutely squished him down to like the essence. Like, what is he? He, well, in my interpretation, he's a little slut. He's a little twink. <laughs> and he don't deserve nothing good that's coming toward him. <laughs> I, I didn't expect you to be so blunt with it, but you're completely right. Go on. <laughs> like, I'm not sugarcoating it. He is a, he is what he is. If you see him on screen, that's exactly how I'm drawing him. I am right, is what I'm saying. Okay, so so seeing somehow the the other people doing the the correct me it's Jajinki, right? That's how you pronounce it, Jajinki. I say Jajinka. Jajinka, sorry. Either way, but hearing it out loud is just ew. Like I don't want to talk about it suddenly. But like that's just an online word, you know. Either way, human cars. You saw human cars. You want to draw human cars. It, for some reason, something in your head, especially at that point in time, like just creatively inspired you to like draw, go all in with that. Is there anything that you can explain why that is? Or you just, for some reason, it's like you saw it and it's just like, bam. Well, as we've heard from earlier in the thing, most of my choices are just like, bam. Okay. Just do that. Just There's no really uh, rhyme or reason. There's no you know, lead up to it, it's just kind of a bam, bam, the situation, and it's right there. I, it was either that or B-movie, so, guys, let's just uh, <laughs> take a moment to reflect. We could have had a universe where I'm just drawing a bunch of slutty B Benny B. Bensons, you know? My room could be covered in yellow and black, black and yellow, help a fellow. No, it is covered in lightning bolts and the colors red and yellow with a bunch of racetrack stuff all over. Why are you giving me nightmares right now? <laughs> I, I don't know. I'm, I, I just want y'all to be grateful, I guess. Like it could have happened, but now I'm. I'm okay. We're just stuck with this. You know what? Yeah, I. You know, I'm perfectly fine with it. You know, I have seen your. You know, obviously the human designs for these guys, and you do a great job. Really, like you know, exuding that personality more than anything else. The only question I have is, why do you have them fucking? That's not the one thing I imagine when I see cars. Why do you have them fucking? <laughs> okay, okay, okay. So, at first, um, you know, uh, I think I was just doing, I was just having fun with him. He's like, you know how people play with dolls and they're just, like, mashing stuff together? And right. you're just seeing, like, you know, what's, like, what fun can be had with this? I'm going to have Lightning McQueen with, oh, no. First, it was just going to be Lightning McQueen and I was going to call it done. I'm like, okay, I've drawn, I've drawn him. That's out of my system. I've drawn him wait what if i want to draw more so i think the lineup after that was i drew his trucker character mac and then down the line it's like okay well another week has passed let's draw mater let's draw sally let's draw doc let's draw red like all the characters in radiator springs okay well at that point it's like well i'm gonna have to commit i guess like do i have to watch the second movie the third movie like oh man i really don't want to watch that so I only did a few characters from each movie. I'm planning on just setting my things with just the first movie. Okay. To deviate from that is just too much for me right now. Um, but why uh, are they fucking? Because, again, to circle back to him being a slut. I had Lightning McQueen doing it with, like, the other characters at first. With Mac, with Red, with... Well, not with Mater. I saw them as, like, ah, they're too platonic. Like, you can you can totally pair them. That's totally fair. But in my AU, with my characters, they are best friends. And these are the rules that I play with. Okay. With my dolls. So, why? Um, Because they love each other. If you watch the movie, there is so much chemistry going on with Doc and Lightning 
throughout the entire thing than there ever is with the love interest that John Lasseter gives him. It's like, mm, I see Sally. I don't. I'm not feeling it, Mr. Krabs. <laughs> There's just something about the old man on screen right now and the the little rookie that's like, mm, yes, yes, instantly. You know I see what, what I catch what they're throwing down. You know, I I I think I'm getting a, a, a kind of I, I think I'm finally doing what I've been wanting to do with this podcast and kind of just opening up your mind and poking around in your brain to see how exactly it, it works. And I'm amused to say the least. <laughs> I, I mean, I'm glad. I mean, if nothing else, like I, like. I, I will say, like, obviously, when it comes to this kind of stuff, I'm not going to be completely repulsed by it. I mean, obviously, it's great art in the first place. It's wonderful how, it's wonderful how you're able to, to portray this kind of stuff to the point to where you've, you've really gone down the rabbit hole with this AU and started a, another webcomic with this, Mountain Strawberry. Now, I, what made you decide to go from just, you know, drawing these characters out, like drawing the human versions of it and whatnot, to, to setting up a complete different, a completely AU for them and making a webcomic out of it? Well, first of all, I don't want to draw cars at all. Okay. I really don't want to draw cars. You can't, <laughs> you can hold a gun to my head and tell me to. And it's like, I, I, I guess to pull the trigger, I can't do it. Um, <laughs> so I was trying to like, just feel like, well, I've got these characters now. What do I do with them? What's the most logical step to take after you make all this like characters, like maybe make up a story to go along with them. So I was rattling in my brain, like I could do the whole cars movie, but with humans. But then that just leads up to the question of like, how did some stuff in the movie that worked for cars? Cause you know, there's a whole team. If you watch the cars commentary, there's a whole design team. That's like, you know, what's the inside of cars made out of? Are there like intestines, <laughs> organs? Like what's the tongues and teeth made out of? It's like, these are, this is either asking too many questions yes, that <laughs> I don't want to tell that like, that's a whole rabbit hole that I don't want to delve into. So I was trying to like pull it away. It's like maybe not cars, like not modern 2006 cars. Cause there are some problems that could have been fixed had he had a cell phone or yeah. fingers. Um, so we tried to, I tried to pull it away. It's like a little bit farther. It's like, what's the most desolate besides the desert? How about the wild West? I love drawing horses. I'd rather draw a horse than a car. So took the setting of cars, plopped it in the 1800s in the Wild Wild West. That is what Mountain Strawberry is, and they are gay. Yep, they are <laughs> Trust me, there was no denying that part. Um, <laughs> but I, I, ha I, I have to say, like, just immediately, especially with what little bit you've been able to present so far, um, with the exception of the Patreon bit, I have not subscribed to your Patreon to see those bits, but what you have been able to present, though, I – honestly cannot get enough of it it look like i love how you've been able to kind of recontextualize and retell this story and like show these characters like you know especially with how like even though they're human still how animated you made them my biggest thing that i love about your web comics at least at least with uh mountain strawberry i love the facial like special facial expressions you give McQueen, Monty McQueen, Lightning, we'll just call it Lightning, the, like, especially the facial expressions where, like, the eyes bug out, or, like, the special, like, star eyes, or whatnot, you, I, every single time I see one of those faces, I cannot stop laughing, because I fucking love it. 
every time I see that on on like anime or manga too, it's like I love seeing that expression. That is <laughs> that's my juice and jam. Give me more of those bug eyes. Like they are. I think yeah, that was also like an early. I remember that happening a lot in uh, back when I read Rurouni Kenshin. There was a lot of those bug eyes, like just circle eyes next to each other, and like Yu Yu Hakusho and Sailor Moon. Like early '90s had a lot of those bug eyes. We need to return back to the bug eye days, folks. I, you know, I'll agree to that. I'll agree to that. Now, obviously, at this point, like, even though you, this is a concept you've been toying around with since, like, 2020 and such, you know, you really have been, you know, getting the te- the, the wheels turning, uh, yeah, especially as of late when it comes to Mountain Strawberry. So, obviously, you, we're still, I feel like we're still at least in, like, the first act when it comes to this. What should people expect from Mountain Strawberry? I'm afraid to ask this question, but what should people expect from Mountain Strawberry? Oh, there's going to be so much uh, fucking in this one. I can't wait, <laughs> but there's not much that I, 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 I left some like pockets like within each a few pages. There's like some that are going to be involved uh, on my Patreon page where it's like, oh, in the main story, you can choose to like read it and not be. You know, I don't know, if you like, there's a lot of fans that are like super car hards, where they like are totally against the idea that when they come across my account, it's like, why'd you make the cars gay? Like, why is this? Um, why are these two together? Like the age gap. Ugh. It's like, guys, people with age gaps exist. They're not children. You're you're being weird about cars. Imagine being weird about cars. Let me have fun. But. uh when it comes to mountain strawberry, there are little like windows or like choose your own adventures where you can choose like if to subscribe to my Patreon, there's going to be like, they're obviously leading to fuckery, but if you choose not to, you don't have to subscribe to the Patreon or later when I publish it, it'll all be together. But so if you should choose that it's the option is there. So later on, they're going to, it's pretty much, if you know this, plot of cars the film cars you know like the guidelines like they're gonna meet with this character and that character but since it's wild wild west there's gonna be a few roles switched around Mm -hmm. there's gonna be some that match around more to like cowboy stuff um hmm yeah i guess that's it (laughs) as far as what what especially knowing me yeah fair enough fair enough i just gotta say first off the fact that there's the phrase car hards, it, it, it's just hilarious just to hear on its own. But I just got to say, like, it's not even so much like, you know, whether or not they're gay or the age gap that I'm concerned with. It's the fact that you just took Disney and Pixar's cars and just made them fuck. Like, come on. Like, that. <laughs> I mean, we've already seen people, like, draw. Like, I, there's yeah. some floating around with the actual cars getting into some raunchy stuff and it's like yeah but like what if i made a whole character out of them and a personality and you know they're doing what we should be doing you know yeah with our like the body parts i don't know just an extra level of thinkery that's going on that most people can't concept i mean like yeah at the end of the day like you know uh, this is the internet we're talking about rule 34 is a thing for a reason so i mean i shouldn't be too surprised but nevertheless like even then like you know, 
you could you could like you said like yeah your patron has the the extra spicy stuff to say or whatnot but even then like just having the baseline story as it is without this the spicy stuff per se like it's really well told so far especially with that different aesthetic of the wild west and you know having the the different aspects like being translated from you know car lightning mcqueen to, to human monty mcqueen like i I, I, I can't believe I'm saying this, but I absolutely love what you've been able to present so far, and it makes me <clears throat> it makes me intrigued and excited to see what's next with this, with my Kiwi Crush, with whatever you decide to do with webcomics and such. Like, even thinking to, like, what we've talked about so far and the stuff you have been able to present, whether it be the stuff that you did back, you know, back then when you were online, you know, making the, 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 the eight, the... Pokemon Mystery Dungeon comic to like, you know, having that resurgence of making art these days and continuing with like my Kiwi Crush and the car stuff and Mountain Strawberry. Does them like, especially seeing how much people have been able to cling on that stuff. Like, are you surprised with more or less the community you've been able to cultivate from this stuff? I'm very shocked to say the least. Like I was drawing this for me and y'all just happened to be in the vicinity of mm -hmm. me having things. Like I came in, like in the words of Miley Cyrus, I came in like a wrecking ball. <laughs> I, I forgot the worst of the words. That's all that I got from that. Um, yeah, I'm just, I'm just amazed pretty much. There's like uh, on my Patreon, especially there's a option to join a discord and there, like, I've, I've already made a, a few friends with the patrons itself. It's like, they are so tight knit. The people that are into the gay car stuff. Cause I was, I was also <laughs> like, I'm not the one to pioneer it. There were, there's been some artists already that have made like their own right. human line McQueens. And there, there's a fanfic writer that I follow object lessons, Okay. objectless lessons that have written at least 35 different fanfics with just, the cars universe Jesus. with doc and lightning yeah so if you have a night free and are in the read in the mood for some reading some spicy stuff that's uh where i would, I would point you at because uh, someone did that to me and it's like oh at first i was just like lightning mcqueen was with just anybody i threw him at now he is strictly with doc because okay. of this writer it's just amazing how like and then we became friends after that it's like hey you like i like your fanfics here's my art with my character renditions, what do you think? And now we're we're best friends. <laughs> the the car franchise is very strong. It's very small, but it's strong. It's it's amazing how how close knit a community like that of of you know car enthusiasts, to say the least. Um, it's amazing how close knit that community can be. To say. <laughs> but you know, oh, the car the car artists or the cartists are also like. We all know each other pretty much, or in some length. It's like, oh, I love what you're doing with the character, or oh, I like this. Can I like make my own character? It's like, sure. There's no rules. Like, just just draw whatever, man. We'd love to see it. We eat it up. Well, there you go. There you go. I mean, even then, like, just thinking, like, even broader than just the community you've cultivated, just like the journey as a whole that you've had from starting out wanting to, you know, just, just drawing stuff, even if it's like what your teacher had said to where you are right now, to where like you're invested in art and literature and stuff like that, whether it be working at the bookstore or making these incredible web comics, does it amaze you how far you've been able to come along, especially as an artist? I'm pretty amazed of where I am right now. Like you could not have told me, back when I was in high school, you know, just figuring things out, like you are going to make 
so much money drawing these two particular characters that are like technically not your OCs, but they're your OCs of them fucking. Because, you know, it's hard to get your own, like people invested in your own characters. You know that like old saying, like draw fan art, that'll make you more popular, I guess, than making your own characters. But piggybacking off of a character, like franchise, that's a life hack I was not expecting to to take that so if i had listened to my teacher back then in preschool we would have been in the situation where maybe it would have been b movie <laughs> stuff and i would have to have a whole nother like delude of like this rabbit hole like where my life is taking me and how can my problems be solved like as a b versus like a person would they be person size i don't know i don't know Look, the I, wild, tricky, what we call life. Yeah, no joke. Look, I, at this point, you've teased it enough. At some point in the near future, you have to do Sexy Barry B. Benson. You've teased it enough at this point. Like, you have oh, to I already one. did. He's somewhere oh, yeah. on my profile floating around somewhere. I just don't bring him up ever. It's just I, I, funny I'm, I'm, to talk about. Okay, now I'm scared because, you know, that's research I got to do at some point. Anyways, um, <laughs> <laughs> no, but like. Even then, like, you know, going back to obviously the journey question, think about how much you've been able to develop so far. Like, what what personally do you want to see happen next with you? Like, what would you like to, to see, at least in the in the short-term future, like, whether it be with, like, the web comics and stuff or, you know, something else? Like, what are some of the what, – what are you hoping to accomplish next? Mm, well, first of all, or, like, very top of my priority list is to finish – one of the web comics because something they else they don't tell you is that when you're doing a web comic is don't start another one right in the <laughs> middle of another web comic that already has like a whole written out story because then i had to do all that research again it's like we already did the song and dance and you what haven't finished the first one like <laughs> don't do that kids don't don't do that <laughs> not unless you love hating yourself and having to apply like all this like time tracks and stuff that falls along with it. If you want to keep the hype for it alive. Uh, I would like to also like work with a team, not on my works, but like just any at some point. Uh, fair enough. Fair enough. I mean, especially like I said in the intro being, you know, an illustrator and a web comic artist. I can only imagine if you had the opportunity to like be an illustrator for a book, I can only imagine that could like, you know, truly like be like the, the, the icing on the cake of this interesting life you've gone down so far. <laughs> I would love to do also like character. That's also on my list of things to do is to do character designs for Hawk song. Oh, there you go. All, like all the way for that thing. Cause I've, I've already seen like Animorphs is getting, or already has now uh graphic novels of the first few books. Okay. I haven't started reading them because I've already lived through them. And, you know, sometimes your imagination does wonders versus what a graphic novel kind of tells you. Mm-hmm. But I don't know. I think it would be I need. I want more people to talk about Hawk Song. I need people to talk more about Hawk Song so I can finally have someone to talk to about it. I feel like there was a at some point, I feel like there was a Hawk Song like animated project. I feel like there was one like being developed out there and such similar to how there's like a Warrior Cats animated project as well. Um, I could be very wrong. Oh. I, I could be very. I was about to say that community is super huge and very complex. I would be. I shocked. Uh, to- 
I was it's just, not where to find one amongst that. I, I was going to say, I at least know of the Warrior Cats animated project because I've actually had the team behind that project on the podcast itself. Um, so oh, that's awesome. I know that, but I, I feel like they had mentioned like a Hawk Song project, but I could be wrong. It could be a, a, a different series as well. Again, I could be very wrong. Please correct me in the comments below if I am. Um, <laughs> and then direct me towards them so I can help them out. I would love to be on that. There you go. There you go. Well, for this next question, maybe you could help out with that and maybe a little bit more. Because for this next question, if I may, I want to give you more or less the dream scenario, Bees. Let's say I come up to you and like, look, Bees, we, we've seen what you've been able to do. And we think it's absolutely incredible. Like the, the, the creativity you have flowing from this stuff and the, the scenarios you've been able to cultivate so far. It's, it's absolutely amazing. Um, we feel like you could you know, just go a little bit further. You just need, you know, a little push, a little platform to help get you to that next point. We have access to anyone and everyone in whatever industry possible and more money than it should be possible. We should probably be doing a good job. Maybe cops saying those writers that really need those, you know, paychecks and pensions and all stuff like that. We'll focus on them in a little bit. We'll promise right now we are focusing on you and you alone. If given this opportunity, what would be the dream professor B's project? It would probably be the actual retelling of cars as human, but with anime and much more like adrenaline, like car racing sort of things. Have you ever seen the like 2000 movie speed racer? I have seen the, I have seen that 2000 speed racer movie. <laughs> have you seen, uh, that animated film Redline by chance? I, I don't think I have. No. Okay, that one's like not as well known. It's kind of like a interstellar uh, car race. Okay. Basically, but it's very like high octane like racing movies. That but it's animated and it took like a it's a seven year project that finally like it was in development hell forever. But oh, wow. it's it's not very well known. But it's I I love watching it. It's a lot of fun. Same people I think that worked behind Space Dandy and okay. Uh, Cowboy Bebop, I want to say. Okay, okay, fair enough. So it's very zany, just to, just to have a baseline for it. It's very wacky, and I love it. <laughs> like, that, but with, like, high animated race car stuff. Like, not Pixar family-friendly. I want the cars to fuck, basically. <laughs> animated car fucking, please. <laughs> As humans, not the... Not the... I was going to say, I was going to say, like, I, I, I think... <laughs> <laughs> not the rule 34 jokes car no i want them hum the human ones you know i was gonna say like because because now it has my mind thinking like the stupid question like would you consider rear ending like car sex or was that complete something Are the tail types <laughs> holes or penises i oh, just geez. don't know oh, okay we're going way too much down a rabbit hole that i did not even want to go on the first place um <laughs> I, welcome to my life welcome to my life i think about it every day <laughs> <laughs> okay but back to the original point but basically high octane anime version of like your human cars basically just like make that the the reality make that the actual thing yes it would be uh i think it would we would call it cars also okay. so that people buying it at like walmart you know would be like hmm i want to buy this uh but not for not for my child like clearly because that would be that would be another like whole can of worms that I got to deal with. That's like, Oh, that's actually for adults. Sorry. Maybe I shouldn't have made that connection. But then again, they're not cars. What do I call it? I, I would probably stick with the mountain strawberry 
you know, title just to make sure that there isn't that confusion and then just have people pop yeah. that like like the 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 weird like fast you know, fun fact, this is actually based on two thousand six cars and people are like, You're joking, no. No way, wait, I just saw I just they that's Doc Hudson. Wait, what? <laughs> he's he's not dad, he's grandpa. What? <laughs> oh goodness. That would also be a fun project, though. Like, can you imagine, uh, like a western, another western anime? Like, Trigun's already getting a huge comeback. Yeah, no now. joke. Cowboy Bebop, that, but with cars. Yep. But they are humans and cowboys, and in the olden time, that'd be great. I'd love to see that animated. It, you know, honestly, just out of curiosity, I would love to see that just fully animated. But sadly we gotta get down from the dream scenario we gotta get back to reality and i'll ask the ever so generic question where do you oh hope, man where do you hope to see yourself say five to ten years from now hmm that's a really good question since there's like i think i would like to live around the north pacific west that's okay. where i was born that's some okay. of my where my roots are pretty much is that area and then in the in the story of cars he wants to get from wherever he is to california mm-hmm. for his big race and in the mountain strawberry there's the same concept where he wants to get from one point to california for his big race but then ends up realizing you know down the line competitions aren't like small term goals aren't you know forever sort of thing you gotta mm-hmm. look at the big picture right so sometime in the future I would like to like move back to like the North Pacific West where I was from because right now I'm living in Texas and that's been fun but I don't want to anymore mm-hmm. I can imagine with how much of a cluster it could be at times in Texas yeah I imagine I want to get away from that oh yeah no, yeah, that's fair. That's understandable. And hopefully you'll get an opportunity to, to continue telling incredible stories no matter where you end up, you know? Oh, definitely. Like, it's not a, a high dream. Not to, I'm, I'm not sure, so sure as far as that. I would like to, yeah, just finish the comics, see where that might take me from there. Make some really high-quality pieces that I could probably put in a portfolio mm-hmm. to show off. That'd be great. Well, there you go. There you go. I mean, I imagine with the stuff you have right now, you could probably put together a pretty solid portfolio, especially with some of the uh, <clears throat> character studies that you have. Um... <laughs> oh, absolutely. <laughs> now it's just a way of putting clothes on them that I can just figure out. <laughs> Fair enough. Fair enough. As we start to wind down the interview, I just have one last question I want to ask you, Bees. Obviously, like I've said sure. a million times over, you've been deeply entrenched in art for as long as you can remember. How important is art, not just for you, but for the world as a whole? I love advocating for everybody to get involved in art. No matter what your experience level is, no matter your skill level. Like, if it's something that intrigues you in just the slightest, or something that you wanted to look into, absolutely go for it. If this is the push you need, then I'm telling you right now. Do it. Like, look into it. See how it works. Pick and poke at the insides a bit and see if it's something you want to follow through or maybe, uh, like, it'll change your life like it did with me. 
whether I want to or not. <laughs> I mean, I would like to think, especially in the little, in the long run, it, it worked out for the best more than anything else. Oh yeah, absolutely. I, I've also been very lucky with like the group of support that I've had that are either, they don't, maybe they don't support me in the traditional sense, but whenever I talk about it, they're, they just give a thumbs up and they're like, keep on trucking, dude. Like you, you do you. They, they haven't said a too much of a negative word just yet about it. They haven't tried to stop me. Well, there you go. There you go. That is a wonderful way to word it. If I do say so myself, um, Bees, that's all the questions I have for you. I've already showered you with a whole bunch of praise, but I'm going to show you with a little bit more because it's my podcast. I do what the fuck I want. Um, yeah. <laughs> so, uh, <clears throat> like I said, Bees, like, Tipsy was the one that initially introduced me to your stuff, and I instantly fell in love with just the art style that you presented and the more or less, like, the fun vibe that you tend to have with your stuff. Like, your comics, at least to me, look like a good comfort comic. Like, more than anything else. Like, I could sit down, I could enjoy what you had to present and I could feel comforted and it may seem like I was giving you crap about the whole entire car thing earlier but like sincerely like what you've been able to do with uh mountain strawberry and such like I'm seriously impressed with it being able to retell a story like that in such a unique way I mean I I loved like going heads first into that learning about my kiwi crush as well like I seriously want to keep my eyes glued to that one as well like I I seriously enjoyed getting to really go head like dive head first into your stuff truly get to absorb what you were able to present getting the opportunity to talk to you right now uh getting the chance to really like understand like what is behind it and like get to truly see how much it, that this heart not, not only has helped other people it has helped you as well it's an incredible story it gives me a whole new level of respect that i thought i didn't even need to get to at some point because i've respected the art that you have presented so far um, like sincerely, if you're looking for any sort of motivation to keep going and to keep drawing this stuff, like just go back to this point of the episode, like every single time, because I'm going to tell you over and over again, please keep doing what you're doing. You're doing an incredible thing that I know people are going to enjoy one way or another. And I sincerely hope that, you know, whatever comes next is going to be absolutely amazing. And I'm going to be rooting for you every single step of the way with what you're going to be doing, because I cannot get enough of it. Thank you for presenting this stuff in the first place. And sincerely please keep up the awesome work oh thank you they don't know how much that like just fills me with like a fire to keep doing what i'm doing like a lot of people are sometimes kind of shy to, to to share what they like but every every good comment just like ah, yes i just just what i need yeah, there you go there you go hey if you, if you ever need that like burst of energy just like i'm now a message away just be like hey i'm a little down you thinking like cheer me on or something like that i will instantly do it and i will mean it every single time i will be 100 percent honest with Hooray. you because <laughs> like I, I like i'm i'd like again i know it seems like i was just more or less like joking or like you know being bs about the whole entire car's fucking aspect but like oh, every time i bring it up they're like <laughs> You do what now? <laughs> but like, even that aside, like, I how can I hate it when the art is absolutely fucking great? I can't hate it. <laughs> That's always fun, dude. They're like, I'm so mad you made the cards hot. What the heck? <laughs> I'm like, I don't, I don't know what to tell you. I guess I, I'm just too, too awesome. It's not even wow. like for me. I just, I, I love how you've been able to like encapsulate the personalities. Like not to, like with each of your characters, like how much you've truly fleshed out their characters more than anything else, and made them like characters I could instantly latch onto and like love and appreciate for a different reason, one way or another. Like I cannot thank you enough for that. 
Thank you. I appreciate that. There's, there's like, it's amazing how much of like you can also tell like through the art, like as I, because I think I posted it like through some sort of order, but you can tell like from the first few drawings where it's like really rough and sketchy to all of a sudden I'm thinking about it and it's like, oh, my lines are a lot cleaner. I have drawn like, like art beforehand to see like, does this what I, is this what I want it to look like? Because I think Mater was like one of the last characters I designed because I was one, I just had such a vision for him. It's like, oh, it's not fully cooked yet. I need him to be absolutely perfect and not look like any other rendition that I've seen so far. It's just, I, I love like, I don't know what it's called, like just chipping away at it until like you find the diamond in the rough sort of thing. It's I love it every time it it comes through. Because sometimes it doesn't, but when it does, is I I love it. I latch onto that. It's like whenever it hits, it hits just right. Um, so if if people are at the very least curious on all the stuff that we're talking about and why I'm gushing so much about it, go ahead and plug your stuff for the people at home. Okay. Hey, everybody, it's me, Professor Bees. You can find me online under that name, all one word. Um, under that, on TikTok, I'm Ayo Possum, like Ayo Possum. <laughs> uh, I usually do a lot of my cars are on there. Sometimes it's goofy little gags or my possum little goofy gags. And my web comics are on Tapas. Tapas. It's a yellow kind of outlet with a little black ink doodle character on it if you're on the app store and need to find some time to kill there's a lot of great web comics on there but mine are on there too so that's that's what we're honing in on i'm under professor b's on there as well but if you want to just type in the title of my comics it's my kiwi crush or mountain strawberry yeah remember my that. kiwi crush is the one that's the high school like out of fish out of water in new zealand also werewolf Mountain Strawberry is the one where it's the plot of cars, but I pluck them out and put them in the Wild West, and they are gay. Yep. yep. I was gonna That's say what I, you gotta remember. I was gonna say, and remember the name Mountain Strawberry because I don't think you can type in cars fucking and find the results that you're looking for. Um, no, they don't allow that. Do you have any? I already. <laughs> Sorry, go on. Oh no, no! I was just to say they already like tried to stop me once. Like you can't have a bare ass on there. It's like, <laughs> dang it. That's why you. Have I to... tried to see what I can get away with, and they're like, no. That's no why... hint at it at all. That's why you have to go also to Professor B's Patreon, so you can see that the the, the spicy stuff on there as well. Um... <laughs> yeah, car butts. Cars have butts in my Patreon, and only you can give me money to have access to it. Here you go. Do you have any final words before we sign off? Um, no, not really. I feel like I will talk forever if I'm not given a, a cutoff. It's like, I'll talk forever. Pretty much. I take anything and I'll just latch onto it. But if you have a passion, folks, if, if maybe you need like some help of like, oh, I have an idea, but I don't know where to go from it. There are, that's, that's exactly how I started. Like, Find an idea, even if it be like, you know, just a total whim. Do it and see what comes of it. And if not, then you don't have to work on it. And if, But if you want to have more fun with it, then keep digging and keep, you know, seeing where it can go from there, how it can evolve. Because you can see, like, how I started with, like, not paying attention to my teachers to suddenly I'm drawing 
anime versions of cars. Yep. <laughs> They're my OCs now, so make of it as you will. There you go. Make Anything it. is possible. <laughs> Anything is possible. With that, all I have left to say is for the people at home, hasta luego, mi amigos. Good night. Thank you so much for sticking around to the end. If this is your first time listening, I cannot tell you how much I appreciate it. Uh, especially with how interesting of an episode this one was. <laughs> no, I'm, I'm, I'm seriously joking. Uh, I know I said it at the end of the episode, but like, despite every, despite the crap I seem to be giving bees throughout or whatnot, sincerely, they are an incredible artist. And bees, if you've made it up to this point, sincerely, thank you again and again for taking the time to sit down and chat. Um, our conversation was a fun one that I sincerely hope everyone else did enjoy. And I seriously cannot get enough of your art and I cannot wait to see what's next. Um, it, it, it's incredible. The kind of art that I get exposed to sometimes, like I said, tipsy was the one that introduced me, uh, to bees. And so to see how much of a different style and just how much of a different storytelling that bees is able to implement with her stuff it makes me excited to, to learn more about that stuff. I always enjoy learning about new artists, uh, new art forms, new ways, new stories that they're telling. It, it gets me excited. It gets me amped. That, that's part of the reason why I have this podcast for you guys. This is why I like to present this stuff to you. It, it's letting me exude my excitement, excitement for this stuff for you guys. Uh, and today's episode is no exception to that. Uh, it was an interesting conversation, but it was one that I do not regret having whatsoever. Um, and I sincerely hope that I get to have several more, uh, especially with some of the conversations I have lined up for you guys. They are, they are hefty <laughs> to put it mildly. I got some really good conversations in the works. Um, and you know, seeing like the, the love and passion that they shared for their stuff, just like the, the love and passion bees had for the stuff that she holds dear to her. Um, it's it's that thing that again I love showcasing that as much as I can, you know, and I'm thankful for each and every single one of the fans out there that is also enjoying that excitement and love and passion and giving it back. Um, I said this last week, but I'll say it again this week. You know, love and support should be the foundation of this community uh, for everyone, for everyone. And I sincerely hope that, you know, episodes like this, I sincerely hope that artists that are looking for that opportunity and such, I hope that you all get that love and passion you deserve to keep going and do more incredible stuff. Because I want to see more of that incredible stuff. I want to continue to be excited for all the new stuff that I'm seeing out there. Keep doing incredible work. You're doing a fantastic job. Please keep it up. <laughs>